No. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dennis Ruined. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. So today we're going to be tackling the offseason because tis the season for the offseason. I'm joined, as always, by my faithful co-host. We got Chevin Nooney and Phil Porkman Simmons. Behind the scenes, you can't see him, but Sean's back there. But gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? <laughs> it's the best time of the year if you want to be a dynasty fantasy football player. This is the reason why you do it. This is yeah, the time sure. you can shine. So there's, hope there's everybody's no listening. Off-season. No yeah. all season at all. This is what yeah. we do. It's prime time, baby. No more people getting in my DMs with start sick questions, which are the bane of my existence. <laughs> I'm like, I can't set my own lineup. How do you want me to set yours? <laughs> For real. So true. Yeah, but look, and you know, I do want to say, talking about moves that you're going to make, you want to you want to leave a league. It's okay to leave a league. Tell your commissioner now so they can find a replacement. You know, true. it's January. Let them know so they can move on. Um, I already notified three leagues that I wasn't coming back. And it's not anything against the leagues. It's just cut back and I'm focusing on leagues that I like more. Right. It's not easy. Yep. So yeah, you're not contractually obligated to some of these leagues. I want to go, not. just go. That's right. No two week notice necessary. But let's talk about five moves that we're going to make heading into the offseason. The who, the what, the where, and the why. Brought to you by the Dynasty Rewind crew. You know, is it a player to trade for? Is it a specific strategy that we want to imply? implicate infer that we want to use to help build our roster and move forward okay because this is what you got to do make an honest assessment let's go on so um that's exactly what i'm going to do i'll kick it off and say sean are we moving things around like this is this what we're doing we doing this here no we're keeping it like this how show me this one (laughs) keeping this one this makes for great audio i could tell you're like, how does this guy not cut it out? Because I don't. Because no, I don't. I do want to say, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a tangent here. Um, oh there is an Eagles podcast I listen to called Inside the Birds. They're pretty big. Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan, they're the guys that started it. I actually don't listen to them because um, Adam Kaplan um, irritates the fuck out of me. But they uh, they host a. See, Sean, you lied to me. <laughs> you know what happens when you lie? Baby Jesus cries. Anyway, um, but they have a show. Uh, with Jason Avant and Quint Michael. The production is terrible. These guys are football players. They're not audio guys. They don't know what the hell they're doing. No one edits it. The intro and outro music is terrible. Listen, ITB, call me. I will edit your podcast for the Q&A show. I'll gladly do it. My rates That'd are awesome. <laughs> well, you know, the one time it's um they, they did two minutes of a podcast and Jason Avant screwed up. He's like, I screwed up. We'll edit this, and then we'll start over. So, st- so I listened to all that, and then they started the show over. <laughs> what? Like, well, the producer is supposed to listen back to everything. That's what the producer is supposed to do. See, I make Sean's work easy. I'm the guy that does any audio editing. I don't edit anything. Um, but let's get into it. What am I doing? My number one thing that I'm doing this offseason, I'm looking at all of my teams, and I'm making an honest assessment. I don't care if I just won the championship. How can I make my team better? Because, look, a lot of times, and look, we know fantasy football, it's a lot of luck. How can I make my team better to avoid luck 
and focus on sheer power. I'm also taking a look at draft capital and trying to decide if I can or need to move up in the draft right now before the price of picks goes up. Let me give you a prime example of a team that just won a championship that needs to get better. Okay. This is in the league. Come on, sleeper. Every time I need you. Sleeper has been sleeper has been slow lately. I will say slow. sometimes it is a lot of people right now. A lot sleeper is like my sex life. It is so unreliable. It's not even funny. So this is the Philadelphia Invitational League. It was a startup and the champion of the league. Let's hear it for the champion of the Philadelphia Invitational League. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, thank you so much. But I got by with two quarterbacks named Jared Goff and Geno Smith. The third quarterback is Marcus Mariota. On the bench, I also have Trace McSorley, Skylar Thompson, Tyrod Taylor. Yes, I play the waiver wire. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, my thought is I need to get better. I need to get better. My team was 10-4 and four going into the championship. There was a three-way tie. I was first in the league because of points scored. Okay. Now, Mike, how did you get to the championship with those players? Glad you asked. So what I did was I started off with Jamar Chase. Devonte Adams. What I think I'm going to do, one of the things that I was thinking about with this league is I'm going to try to move Devonte Adams for draft capital. I'm likely going to have the 112. So can I use that to move up and get CJ Stroud? Do I want to get CJ Stroud? Do I want to get Bryce Young? Do I want to get Will Levis? I got to be honest with you. I don't know if those guys make sense on a championship team. Mm-hmm. I might try to trade for an established quarterback mm-hmm. who I can afford. That's the question. So I might have to move a guy like Devontae Adams, who came through with 34.3 points in this league. I could move TJ Hawkinson. I could move David Montgomery. I could move Miles Sanders. But I'm already thinking of guys that I can move to make my team better next year. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the championship, I haven't even been paid for this league yet. I'm already trying to think of what I could do to get my team better. And if I'm in, say, I don't know, Pork, Sons of Dynasty, where my team scored a whopping 56 points this past week, Thank you, Trevor Lawrence, for absolutely nothing. They didn't have to throw the ball. What are you going to do? No, they didn't have to. (laughs) You know, looking at this team, like, okay, I got some guys on here that are good. I have a nice solid core, guys that I like. But I think I could probably safely move on from Isaiah Pacheco. You know, I want to keep Johan Dotson. I want to keep Pat Fryermuth and Dallas Goddard. Brian Robinson is a nice piece to help kind of bridge until i get something newer you know kenny pickett on the bench is going to be fine for me and then there's a lot of guys that is just kind of cannon fodder guys that i picked up off the waiver wire for whatever by filling injury filling whatever it is so i'm making an honest assessment of my teams you know what's cap and what's not cap did i use that right yes you did all right perfect so you know (laughs) what's good and what's not how can we move on how can we move forward and how can we build off of it? So let's right. look at a bit of a t- uh, kind of a group discussion here. So we always try to move a player a year early instead of milking every little bit, you know, letting a player die on your roster, and potentially missing out on value. So possibly willing to move on from guys like Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, who I just talked about. Devontae oh, Adams, there's a possibility that he's not going to be in Las Vegas next year. Right. So good, up, good, good chance he's not. Yeah, I mean, good chance, right? And you want to talk about a shit show? You ain't lying. The Raiders, but Jared Stidham out there looking like uh, he was balling. Twenty twenty two, Jared Goff. So um, let's let's look at some trades. Look at here that we could talk about how to do that. Um, Evans straight up for Debo or Alave or Cooper Cup. 
I mean, I'd probably still keep Evans right now over Cup coming off the injury. But I, I don't mind Olave. I don't mind that trade. But I feel like you could get Olave yeah. plus for Mike Evans right now. I think I like the Olave Cup side for me personally. If we're, if we're trading Evans for those two, I don't yeah. think you are. You trading for both? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's Olave and Cup. Then give me that side. My oh my yeah. gosh, that is a steal yeah. and a half. Yeah, that's a steal and a half because you're getting you're getting younger with Olave and and Cup has just come back from injury. He's gonna he's still gonna ball out. I think yeah, he's, he's still gonna he's still got that that value. What about? Amari Cooper for Dallas Goddard. You guys making that trade? Uh, yeah, I'm making that trade. Dude, I don't know, <laughs> man. I I love Dallas Goddard. But I think there's more to be had with the Deshaun Watson and Cooper connection. Honestly, you think so? I, I honestly do. I think they're. Okay. I it takes time, right? And we talked about in the last podcast. Watson hasn't played in over 700 days till this season. That's a oh. lot of time to be missing. A lot of rust to knock off. So I can see the Cooper side honestly, because I mean, tight end. I, I, I like Goddard. I think he could be a top five guy, but also there's sometimes where AJ Brown and Devonta Smith take over and, like and I that. see three targets to Goddard and he's not the healthiest guy either. Right. The good thing about those three ta- targets for Dallas Goddard is they could be 74 yards in a touchdown. That is true. That's that is the true. Thing. I mean, <laughs> I'm personally, I'm taking the Goddard side. Amari sure. Cooper, mm-hmm. he's going to hit, he's 28. You know what I mean? I just, I don't, I know that everyone thinks that Sean Watson's like it. I don't think mm-hmm. he's as good as people think he is, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. It's not because of off the field stuff. But uh, to me, I'm, if I can move on from Amari Cooper and get Dallas Goddard, a guy who could potentially be a top three tight end at his position, I think would have yeah. been had he not gotten he that bogus injury this year. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Dallas Goddard side. Yeah. You can find yeah, another sure. Amari Cooper. It's harder to find another Dallas Goddard. Yeah, it's true. Because the tight end scarcity in fantasy is 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 just so bad. I'll, I'll take that Goddard side over an aging uh, Amari at this point. Even though Amari had he did look good last week, I give him that. But Goddard for sure. Let's see. What about Devontae Adams and a? Oh, I'm sorry, Devontae Adams for a 23 first and Jamison Williams. Man, I, I still think we saw Devontae Adams this last week, and I think it's hard for me to trade him for Jameson Williams, who I love, but Same. I think there's so much potential still for Devontae Adams, even though he I, I wouldn't mind trading him for JMO in the first, but I still think if you're contending, you want Devontae Adams on your team at this point. Yeah, I do too. And if if I'm going to move Devontae Adams for a pick and a wide receiver, I want a wide receiver that to me is a clean bill of health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that Jameson Williams has looked good in the in the time that he's been playing. I I understand that. Yeah, but I think you guys understand where I'm coming from there, right? No, no, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. I think you you kind of got to pump the brakes on it a little bit, as you got to also remember Detroit is still a run first offense. So I think if if you're going to trade Devontae Adams, you're going to want um, a more polished and a more uh, a veteran type of receiver that you know you're going to get kind of that same production from. Yeah. For, what about yeah. if it was Drake London? <laughs> you had to bring him up. Like, no. I did. I did because we're apparently the people that hate Drake London. Not true. There's other yeah. guys out there that if it was a 23 first and like Chris Olave, um, you know, but mm-hmm. here's the thing. A lot of these really good wide receivers are not in good situations quarterback-wise. Chris Olave. Has Andy Dalton throwing him the ball? Although Andy Dalton looked pretty good this past week. Andy Dalton's a veteran quarterback. He knows where to put the ball. Garrett Wilson, 
their quarterback situation is just atrocious up there. Drake London, his quarterback situation is not good either. Um, we don't still don't really know what Desmond Ritter is going to be. You know, I mean, now if you could find a way, if it was like a 23 first and Garrett Wilson, and then somehow I get John Mechie on top of that too, guy who's on the pup because he has leukemia, which I've, from everything I've heard, he's doing much, much better and it's going to be on track for next year. A little bit of an added bonus. Then I'd be interested in something like that. But I agree with Chev. Like, I still would probably hold Devontae Adams there. Yeah. But let's look at this last one. Devontae Adams and Traylon Burks. That's the trade that came up. But I would think it would have to be Traylon Burks plus. plus. Big time. Plus, plus. I like Traylon Burks. I don't like his quarterbacks throwing to him. No. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Can we say that Malik Willis ain't it? Sadly. I'm starting to get there. Sadly, I, I liked Malik Willis coming out. I, I think he had the tools. I wanted to give him some time to learn, but it, it don't look like it's it, bro. Especially if Josh Dobbs took snaps from your practice and started and actually looked serviceable. I want to know wow. what, what happened there that that was a GM. Thing. I think it was a GM thing, to be honest. The GM got fired. I think the GM wanted him, and Vrabel did not, and it's clear. It's clear cut, especially that he's not starting now. Has to be. I mean, you know, we had we saw that a lot in this last quarterback class. Matt Corral didn't get good draft capital. Like Willis didn't get good draft capital. Uh, look, I hate to say it, there's a possibility that the 23 quarterback class could be the same way. There could be one guy and a lot of question marks. Man, I don't care what anyone says. If I'm an NFL GM, I'm not drafting Bryce Young. If if Jordan Davis hits Bryce Young the right way, Bryce Young, <laughs> he is going to look like Kinling getting stepped on, man. Like, seriously. I, kinda, the, I know we're going to be discussing Bryce Young a lot later on uh, mm-hmm. throughout the offseason. But the more and more I see it, I'm starting to become a little bit of a believer from, from film studies I've been watching. He, I, you know how people talk about Kyler Murray is small and he gets the job. He, he still kind of gets the job done, but he still gets injured. I think yeah. Bryce Young's a little bit smarter of a quarterback than a Kyler Murray and a, a little bit more accurate. And uh, yeah, I, the I, thing I think about Kyler be, Murray is Kyler Murray's got a stocky build to him. Like Kyler Miller, Murray and like Russell Wilson, these smaller quarterbacks, they got a mm-hmm. stockier build. Like Drew Brees was a smaller quarterback, but Drew Brees never got hit because he no. was so smart in the pocket. So, yeah, and he his release was just amazing. Imagine being the at the time San Diego's Chargers and like, hey, we don't want Drew Brees anymore. We're fine. (laughs) Well, they had Phil Rivers for a year, so I mean, they kind of wasn't wrong. But they also had Marty Schottenheimer, so it was kind of yeah. So yeah, so we're we're trying to move on early, not milk everything out of these players here. So, uh, Pork, let's look at what you are doing, moving on or moving into this offseason. All right, so moving to this offseason, um, I'm looking for all the teams, whether you're a contending team or a rebuilding team, um, look at their IR spots because I think a lot of players, fancy players that are playing are more likely to be tired of having some of these players in the IR. So there's a, a, a few examples that a lot of people are, are tired of having, such as Trey Lance. Um, if you want to acquire Trey Lance for cheap, you probably be able to acquire him cheaply right now only because he, like we said, he hasn't played at all. Uh, guys like, you know, Javante Williams, he got hurt, right? I think a lot of people are scared to even 
pick him up for next year because they think that knee injury is going to linger into next year. So I think some people may be willing to move off of him. Um, so when that's the case, that value right now comes down. So you're not going to be paying a first-round pick for a Javante Williams. You can possibly go for a second-round pick. But, again, it's also based off of uh, the fantasy owner that you have on that team. But I think the the biggest value for IR spots um, this year that, that's been that's in that slot Guys like Rashad Bateman, Nico Collins, uh, KJ Hamler. Uh, I know he's older, but Allen Robinson, Wondell Robinson, Darnell Mooney. These are guys that can give you good value um, for your fantasy team next year and get them very cheaply. Some of these guys you can get for a third or fourth round pick um, in for, for fantasy drafts this year because um, people are, are just continuing to look for looking to move and, and get younger. Um, and I'm glad Mike mentioned John Mechie because John Mechie guys are just totally forgotten about him. But if you looked at the film from Alabama, the dude was a dog and he's going to the Texans. They're getting a new, uh, they're getting a new quarterback because he might be getting the aforementioned Bryce Young, as we mentioned before. Uh, so that's a good uh, chemistry to a uh, chemistry for a wide receiver quarterback right there. So, I mean, like I said, Scour through all your leagues, look at taxi squads, IR spots, and look for uh, guys that you can acquire for cheaply and do and you can, you know, build depth throughout your team. We always talk about depth. If you you're not going to have all studs in your team. So people will get hurt. You can move them, move them up to your uh move them up to your starting lineup, like the Nico Collins of the world. So Phil, when we're talking acquire cheaply. Guys like Trey Lance and Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray, I think you could acquire cheaply. I still think mm-hmm. Trey Lance people are holding on. You're probably going to have to at least throw a late first at him to get him. Yeah, I just think that's just I, – I get what you're saying. That's just so unrealistic. Well, listen, But I get what you're saying. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just telling you what the market is. You know, Brees Hall, Javante Williams, I agree. I'm going to talk about those guys later. Um, mm-hmm. J.D. McKissick, CEH. Probably staying away from those guys. I'd probably throw a third at Rashad Penny if I could. Damian Pierce, I'll throw a third at him. By the way, Nate told you to sell him. You know, if you could don't buy sell him, him for a third. Do not sell no, him for a third. Don't sell him for a third. If I could get him for one, I but guess. If you can get him, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's Greg, why I said this is for rebuilding teams and contending teams. So it kind of yeah. works both ways. I mean, Greg Dulcich, I've been high on. Uh, Zach Ertz, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is still going to be hard to get cheap. You know, he's the guy that you're probably going to have to at least a mid-round first to start, to start mm-hmm. plus. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to be right about Kyle Pitts. Uh, I love Rashad Bateman, Nico Collins. I love him. Cooper Cup, definitely not going to be cheap. KJ Hamler, no, no. I might pass on him. Allen Robinson, he's going to be walking into a crib soon. Wando <laughs> Robinson, I'd be willing to throw a second-round pick out there at Wando Robinson. I mean, look, the cover's mm-hmm. really bared in, in, in New York. Kenny Galladay mm-hmm. can't even get on the field. I, you know, before, Mooney, before you finish, Mike, Isaiah Hodgins, bro. I will always finish first. I promise. My wife will say <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins on that on that team, he might have a spot for next year. He's been he balling. He's, he's been playing he's really well. Kenny Galladay. It's yeah. he's literally taking his spot. And Darnell like, Mooney, I will definitely try to acquire as well. At least mm-hmm. something. So mm-hmm. I agree. It's you know, some of these guys aren't going to be as cheap as we want them to be, but I, I understand your logic here where you're coming from. So Phil is going to be scouring your injured reserve, trying to leech off all your injured players. So if you're in league with pork, 
beware. By the way, if you are in a league with Porkman and he shows interest in a player that is on your roster, that does not mean that he will offer or entertain any trades for that player. What are you, you talking about, Mike? I had Trey Sermon on my roster. You clicked your interest and I tried to trade him to you, and you're like, I don't want him. It's from like two years ago. I never took the hard ball. Mike's got the receipt. See? Thank you, Chev. I I brought Elijah Moore off for you, so there. I was interested. See? Sean knows. I never forget. (laughs) Chev, what are you looking to do in the offseason here? What what, uh, strategy you got for us? Yeah, this one's tough because, you know, when I first started, I loved the draft running backs. I thought that was the cream of the crop. That's the way to go. And the guys that I'm telling you to sell are a couple guys that were the first picks that I've ever drafted. There was this, this guy, Dalvin Cook, second player I ever drafted in Dynasty Fantasy Football. But it's time. It's time to unload and get what you can. That offensive line, that run game has been pitiful to me, at least just watching them in, in Lambeau this last week. It just never works out for them there. And I think it's time to get what you can for Dalvin Cook. And sadly, um, it's coming to an end. You know, Dalvin Cook, a guy out of Florida State, great player. Love the dude. But you probably get it. I've seen a lot of trades where you get a 23 first for him. I think that's a great value to get. I think you want to get some kind of player added onto that. I would try to get a 23 first and like a Pacheco or uh, a James Cook. I think those would be good side pieces to get that could possibly turn into something. I'm not saying they are, but getting that thrown in, I think is best case scenario with the first. Also a 23 first and Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be in a really, really good situation as long as he can stay on the field and not bet on games and be clear of any off-field drama. I think that would be good value for Dalvin Cook and plenty of other guys that I think you should be trading. We got – Ezekiel Elliott, oh yeah, a good year this year. Something you can benefit from. He's got a really good name as well. A lot of people know him. A lot of people could like him really a lot. Uh, another guy, Leonard Fournette, didn't have the greatest season. Most likely Tom Brady. I don't see him coming back. He just does not look like he's having fun on that team. So I can see him in a different situation. I don't know what Leonard's contract uh, is going to look like next year. I'm not sure. I think he has one more year left in Tampa. I don't know. I don't know really know if I want what is going to be happening there. You have Austin Eckler, who RB won this season, but he's going to be 28 next year. Is it time to benefit off of him being the number one running back in this, this fantasy season? I think you have to look at least. You have to at least see what you can get for him. If it's nothing you like, then you don't trade him. You just keep riding him. But I think you have to think about it. And Derrick Henry as well. Guy's going to be 29 or 30 next year. That's 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 tough for a running back, especially with the foot injury that he had. Great player still, but I want to get out on him a year early, earlier than later, right? We just talked about that. And the last one, man, it, it hurts my soul to say, but I think it's time to look at trades for Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Um, in that Cleveland offense, it has been rough for running backs since Deshaun Watson has come in. I don't think... It's going to be the greatest situation for Nick Chubb. I mean, they've played in games this past few weeks that should have been run-only games where it was 30-mile-per-hour wins, like, and guy just did not get production there. I think their offensive line is battling through injuries and whatnot, but 
I think it's time to think about trading Nick Chubb. Everybody loves him. Big name. You can go out and get two first possibly for him. I think that's great value. You can always replace him in the draft. I mean, there's plenty of good backs coming out this year. ETN in a second is something I saw as well. I think you get the younger back in an offense that is going to throw him the football more. We've seen Nick Chubb not get many passes thrown to him. And in PPR, that sucks. That's uh, that's taken away from his skill set. I saw another one that was Devonta Smith and A.J. Dillon. You can slide A.J. AJ Dillon into the Nick Chubb spot. Not as good, but you get Devonta Smith, who has turned it on this last few weeks. And another one was D.K. Metcalf for Nick Chubb. I just think getting those wide receivers for a running back that is going to be 27, 28, going on their second contract in their career, I think you have to sometimes take the hit and gain value and be a year early, sadly, for Nick Chubb. And as much as it hurts me to say, man, that is that's one thing that I have learned. It's okay to the, the guy have a good season next year, but you see the fall off possibly the year after, and you're like, dang, I'm glad I made that trade. And uh, to reiterate, <laughs> Leonard Fournette, he's actually a free agent after 2024. Uh, oh, wow. Zero, $0 guaranteed salary in 2024. Uh, his dead cap, if he's cut pre-June 1st, is $1.5 million. Next year, however, if he's cut before June 1st of this season, forgive me, uh, that is a $5 million dead cap hit that they'll take. So yeah. it's one of those things, man. We've seen teams cut players with a bigger dead cap. So yeah, it's really not unrealistic. He's 27. He's just 240 pounds. I didn't I knew Lenny was a big <laughs> dude, but yeah, you know what Some I mean? Buffet's down there. Yeah, it's really. They're, he's wilding down there. So, um, <laughs> Chev, I love it. And, you know, let me talk some more running backs here. My last move that I'm going to make is I'm going to look to acquire Brees Hall and Javante Williams. I know. I know. I understand. It might sound weird. Look, we got a, a really strong free agency class, and we got a really strong incoming rookie class, too. Appears to be robust, if I may say. <laughs> but we know when these running backs come back to full health, they're going to have defined roles on their roster. Okay? All the BS is out of there for that Javante Williams had to deal with. Hopefully, Russell Wilson figures out how to play quarterback again. Hopefully, they get a competent head coach in there. Hackett was way... Way overset. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't have been a head coach. And Brees Hall, man, he was a hammer when he was in there. It really was. So, we know that the, what these guys are going to do. I don't, I don't want to say the good thing about them getting hurt. I guess the good thing about them getting hurt early is they're younger. These guys are going to recover a little bit faster than if they're older. So my thought process here is that with both having season ending injuries and the likely flurry of free agency moves and the allure of the incoming rookie running back class, I can attempt, attempt to get these guys at a slight discount. Okay. And you're still going to have to pay up. Okay. And you know, look, yeah, I'm still looking to make these moves despite them being unlikely to be viable in 2023. This is not a move that I'm going to make if I'm a contending team, team that just won a championship or a team that finished second or third, and I think I'm a piece or two away. Okay, so this is predominantly for middle-of-the-pack team, lower-tier team, trying to move around some draft capital, what you have. Let's talk about some trades over Javante Williams. Um, Let's see, Chev, would you do this one? Would you take the Javante Williams or Cam Akers in a 23-second? I'm still going to stick with Javante. I I really like what his game brings for the Broncos. He can catch passes out of the backfield. 
Cam Akers has been all over the place. He has been playing well, but I, I want to go Javante here. Pork, what about a, a CMC for Javante in the 23 first? I'm taking a Javante uh, side in that case. The, the CMC, I love myself some CMC, but yeah, again, we're still seeing this year the injuries are still piling up, and it, it's just inevitable. We just don't know when it's going to happen, so I'd rather get off of it now, get the yeah. younger running back in the pick. The last one, Josh Jacobs for Javante in the 23 second. Yeah, I'll take the Javante side. A lot of question marks with Josh Jacobs. I think the worst thing that could happen to him right now is he returns to the Raiders. So because they're just a shit show. He deserves better. Uh, and at 23 seconds, look, that's a nice little consolation prize on top there. As far as Brees Hall goes, uh, let's talk about this one. Deshaun Watson for Brees Hall and Matthew Stafford. Chev, you're kind of in on Deshaun Watson. What would you do in this, in this situation, though? Matthew Stafford also um, out for the season with a neck injury. Yeah, I think Matthew Stafford comes back. They're going to try to put together, I imagine, another good season. If he doesn't come back, I mean, there's possibility that who knows what that offense is going to look like. But I still like Brees Hall, young running back. I mean, we could possibly be talking about this guy as the RB1 next season if he didn't get hurt, in my opinion. He was playing that well. Uh, Pork, what about straight up DK Metcalf for Brees Hall? Ah, this is a tough one for me, to be honest. Yes. Um, you I, I, think, I, I think in this case, I might go with the DK Metcalf side because I like to build my teams around the receivers. Yeah. But ju- that's just in that case. Um, Gino, Gino uh, overseeded my expectations this year, so I'm going to believe in him again and go with that DK side. But yeah, either either way, I, I like that. I, lo- I love yeah. Brees on that offense, but I think it's DK. I don't hate it, too. I feel like it should be like Brees Hall plus a little bit right now. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, right, right now it doesn't, and by a little bit, it could be like a third round pick. Mm-hmm. I think would be fine. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Yeah. And the last one here, Chev. This ties into what you were talking about oh. too. Nick Chubb for Tyler Algier, who's been playing very well, and Brees <laughs> Hall. So you know, there's a possibility that the Atlanta Falcons don't draft a running back. They need a lot of other stuff. A lot more. Yeah, mm-hmm. need some wide receivers out there too. Well, they have Drake London. Okay, team's complete. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna lean. I mean, obviously, this is this is a tale of teams going in two different directions here. Facts. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty fair. So, um, but yeah, so that's what I'm looking to do. That's what we're looking to do. Mm-hmm to move it into the next season so boys it's been fun uh welcome back our first two pods of the 2022 2023 offseason are complete it's been fun it's been real can't say it's been real fun but i will anyway (laughs) i'll tell you what i will say i will say that uh if you want to stop smelling so bad go get yourself some dr squatch if it's not the best natural product you've ever used it is on sean because they're dedicated to male specific formulations that directly address personal care demands of men like you and me everywhere links are in the description if they're not down there go to our youtube videos they're definitely in there get ready for best ball pickups and rivals use the promo code rewind on underdog fantasy and get a 100 match on your first deposit up to 100 dollars. if you're headed to a game go to seekeek.com use the promo code dynasty rewind to get 20 dollars off your first ticket purchase have that first stadium beer on us with your savings and we want you to be part of the best community in fantasy football become a rewinder today Get access to rankings, bonus pods, written content, and so much more. Now offering a 10% discount on yearly memberships. So for Pork and Chev, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Go TCU.